Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Uh, under his ministry, in Jesus' name. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me this morning to the book of John. Book of John, chapter 1. And... Um, some folks told me that they got out around noon last week. And they said, uh, we walked out of church and, and it was noon. And we thought, wow, man, it's early. <laughs> so I hope you didn't get spoiled. We'll have, you, we'll have you out by three at the latest. Praise the Lord. But God is good to us. John chapter 1. And we'll start reading it, verse 1. You have it, say amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Where's the fire escape? Praise the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. That's a pretty huge statement right there. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Amen. Now let's skip down to verse 10. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. Who's he talking about? He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them, somebody say to them, gave he power. To become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Which were born. Not of blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of man. But of God. How many know you got to be born of God? And the word. Somebody say the word. Was made flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject. It's all about Jesus. 
It's all about Jesus. I wonder if we could just lay our Bibles down right where you're at and lift your hands to the Lord. Close your eyes and just pray to him. Lift your heart to him right now. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I open my heart, Lord, to you, my spirit to you. Come on, let him know. God, speak to me, Lord, today. I need you to speak to me. I need you to, I need to hear your voice, Lord. I need you to speak to, to my situation, God, where I'm at right now, Lord. I pray that you, there would be a, a prophetic utterance in this house, Lord. I pray that, that, that your will and your, you would have your will and your way in this house, Lord. I pray that the Holy Ghost would have preeminence and free course, God, and, and would be, uh, everything that's said and done would be under the direction of your spirit. God will give you all the praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's all about Jesus. Elbow your neighbor and tell him it's all about Jesus. If you didn't know, it's all about Jesus. Amen. Growing up, uh, when we're young, um, you don't have to teach your children to be selfish. Uh, having five children and being one at one point in my life, uh, we understand that uh, children are a lot of times selfish. Uh, how many know that uh, you don't have to teach a child to say no or to say mine? In fact, that's probably the first two words that they learn. Right? They, they, they don't want to listen to what anybody else has to say. They want to do what they want to do. And they want everything to be theirs. Somebody say amen. Because we're born into the world and, and we, have a, we have a sinful nature upon us. We have a selfish nature about us. For the first three years of our life, everything is about us. Somebody say amen. When we cry, we get fed. Come on, when we cry, we get changed. We get taken care of. When we want a popsicle, we get a popsicle. Amen. We, we think mom and dad were put on the earth just to serve us. How many know that's true? And all the parents said, amen. Uh, we we kind of grow up in, in the world that we live in where the world will try to teach you that you need to follow your heart and you need to do what feels good and you need to do what you want to do and you need to follow your dreams and you need to find your way in the earth. That's a, we live in a society that's a selfish society. Amen. It's all about us. It's all about what we want. It's all about what we desire, where we want to go and what we want to do and what we want to wear and what we want to watch and what, what, what needs of mine need to be met and, and I can do whatever I want to do in order to meet the needs regardless of whoever else it hurts. Come on somebody. Amen. We're living in a society that's very, very selfish. All sin in and of itself at its root is found in selfishness. Amen. It's about fulfilling my desire. It's about fulfilling what I want, where I want to go, what I want to do. Come on. 
on. Adultery is a selfish act. Come on. Fornication is a selfish act. There's no regard into who it's going to hurt or what dynamic it's going to change. It's all about me and whatever I want to do. Come on. Drug addiction in and of itself is a selfish act because I have to cover up my pain and I have to get out of, I got to find a place where I'm painless and I can deal with life, not taking into consideration all the people around you that are counting on you and needing you in their life. Come on. It's not all about you. I come to preach to you this morning. Society might tell you that it's about you, but it's not all about you. Come on. It's time that we grow up and understand and, and get a little bit of maturity in our spirit and understand it's not all about me. It's about my family. It's about my wife. It's about my children. It's about my church. It's about my community. It's about the world around me. Amen. I used to have a shirt that said, Galileo was wrong. The world revolves around me. Somebody say amen. But it's not about us. Amen. In fact, the more we try to make it about us, the more miserable we become. Amen. It's true. Amen. The more we try to make it about us, the more miserable we will become because we cannot fulfill ourselves by ourselves. Amen. There's a, there, there's a hole on the inside of each and every one of us that's God-sized, that's made for God, that's made for the one that created us. The Bible says that all things were made by him and for him. Come on, somebody. Made by him and for him. That means when God made us, he had something of purpose in mind. Amen. When God purposed for our life to come into existence, in him was life, and his life was the light of man that lights every man that comes into the world. Read it. In John chapter 1, the only reason that we have life is because of him. The only reason that we have breath in our lungs and we have existence in this world is because God has purpose for our lives. You were not made for you and you were not made for your partner. You were made for God. You were made by him and for him. Somebody say, I was made for God. Amen. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created. I'm reading out of Colossians 1. That are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. I want you to think about this. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities, that means the governing powers or powers all things, somebody say all things. All things were created by him and for him. He's, they're talking about Jesus Christ here. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things, somebody say all things. 
he might have the preeminence or the superiority. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness well, come on. He created it all, whether it's visible or invisible, whether it's principalities or powers or thrones or dominions, all things were created by him and for him. Don't you ever look at yourself in the mirror and think, man, I'm ugly because you are fearfully and you're wonderfully made. You were made by the hands of the creator. Come on, somebody. I want to tell every young girl in this place, uh, you don't have to fulfill the, the image of the world to be pretty. You were made by God to be pretty in his eyes. Come on, somebody. God thinks you're beautiful. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and say, you're beautiful. In God's eyes. <laughs> Oh, in God's eyes. Man. And without controversy. Mm. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Who was justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Jesus Christ was the image of the invisible God. Amen. He is the icon. He's the image. If you look up the word image in the Greek, it's iconius. It's where we get our English word icon. Amen. He was the icon of the invisible God. He's the outward expression of who God is. He's the, he was the manifestation of God in the earth. He was the visible representation of if God was walking on the earth, what he would be. Come on. He was the express image. He was the, 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 the verbal indication. Come on. He was the, the, the God's voice and God's face and God's hands in the earth. Come on, somebody. Jesus Christ was the God's representation in the earth. When God wanted to be in the earth, he came in the form of Jesus Christ. Amen. And understand today, he said, great is the controversy. Without con Great is the mystery of godliness. What is the mystery of godliness? Think about it. What is the mystery of godliness? What does it take for me to be godly. What does it take? What does it take for me to be like him? Come on. Think, just think about it. Just ponder it in your heart today. What does it take? What is the mystery of godliness? God was manifest in the flesh. 
Amen. He was manifest. All of his power and his character, his spirit was manifest in the flesh. All that he had purposed to do in the earth was manifest in flesh in a human body in Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. We have to understand today that the word of God is God. Amen. The word of God was God. How many know he's the same? yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord. I change not. The, he is still the Word. If He was the Word at the beginning, He's the Word now. Come on, somebody. The Word is God. Amen. The Word that, that's used there is a logos. It's logos. It's the plan. It's the purpose. Logos means the, the, the plan of God, the, the totality of the work of God, the plan of God, the will of God, the purpose of God. Amen. The eternal plan of God is the Word. Amen. And the Word was made flesh. The Word was made vibrant and alive. Come on. The Word became life to us through Jesus Christ. It took a life form. It became real to us when Jesus was born through the Virgin Mary. Amen. Amen. That we read about this morning in the manger. That was not just an ordinary baby. That was God's baby. Come on. How many know that the Holy Ghost overshadowed her and implanted a seed in her womb? And that baby that was born of her was not from a natural man, but that was the blood of God running in his veins. Come on. That was the true word and blood and son of God. Amen. God's seed. Somebody say God's seed. He walked on the earth. He lived on the earth. He was a representation of all that, that God is and was and ever will be. Amen. He was, he was our Savior sent to the world as a lamb to the slaughter. Amen. His sole purpose of coming to the earth was to take back what was lost in the garden. Amen. How many know that sin had, had ravaged mankind? That every man that's born into the world is born in sin. Shapen in iniquity, the psalmist said. I was born in sin and shapen in iniquity. Amen. When I took uh, uh, the form of a baby and I was born into the world. I was born into sin. I was sold under sin by Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden through a decision of disobedience. But everything that was lost in the garden, uh, Jesus came to get back. Come on. How many know God manifested himself in the flesh uh, so that he could take back uh, all that was lost in the garden? Somebody say amen. He, he, he triumphed over principalities and powers. He triumphed over death. He triumphed over every temptation known to man. He triumphed over every sin. And ultimately, they nailed him to the cross. His blood was poured out on the cross as a sacrifice for all of mankind. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. He gave his life for us. Somebody say he gave his life for me. That at the time that you were without Christ. Paul says in Ephesians 2. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Having no hope. And without God in the world. 
But now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. He said, having no hope. When I was without Jesus Christ, I had no hope. Somebody say no hope. Amen. No hope. Living and, and, and chasing your dream doesn't give you hope. Come on. Following what you want to do and making everything about you will give you no hope. Come on. It will not give you any future. It will not set you up for eternity. Amen. In fact, if you don't have Jesus Christ at the center of your life, you have no hope for a future. Come on. You have no hope of ever being saved or ever being fulfilled. But I want to tell you today that he he gave his life as a ransom for all people that through his blood that sin, every sin that was ever committed in the world could be forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ that through the gospel I am made nigh to God through the blood of Jesus somebody say amen clap your hands to the Lord he's worthy Amen. Jesus died for us. He was buried in the tomb. He rose from the dead on the third day. Amen. I just had a conversation with. Wow. I just had a conversation with a, a young man who was riding with me, helping me uh, be Santa. One of my little elves. And the first day he rode with me, he's, he's F-bombing everywhere. And we went by this house and he said, there's a preacher's daughter that I used to date, lived there. And I said, hold on a minute. Don't start talking about preacher's daughters. <laughs> He's like, what? Next day we come into work and he gets in a truck and he said, looks right, me in, right at me in the eye and he said, Josh, I found out something very interesting about you. And I said, oh yeah, what's that? He said, you're a pastor? I said, yeah, I am. He said, you just, he's like, I feel terrible. I said, yeah, that's why I told you. Watch what you say about preacher's daughters. Because I have four of them. All of a sudden, he wanted to talk about God. All of a sudden, he, he had a, a 180 where he said, he said, you know what? He said, uh, I, I haven't done right in my life. I haven't, I haven't lived right. I haven't, uh, I, I've always done what I wanted to do. And, and I've always gone where I wanted to go. And, and, and I thought that that was the, the way that would make me happy. And, and I've raised my family that way. And now I see the direction that my kids are heading. I see, I see my kids making the same mistakes that I made and doing the same things that I've done. And he's like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I want to change it, but I just feel like it's too late. And I said, you know what? 
You can't change the past. You can't go back and do it again. I'm sorry that you've made a lot of bad decisions. We all have. How many know that a lot of us would like to redeem the time? Come on. We would like to go back and make up for the lost time. The time that we've lost making bad decisions and doing the wrong things. And, and he said, I wish that I would have taken my children to church. What do I do? And I said, you know what you can do? You can repent of your sins today. Amen. And you can start today. Amen. Because you can't do anything about yesterday. It's gone. Those decisions are already made. But you make, this is what I told you, and I got anointed. You, you make the decision to stand for God today. And you live for God today. And you go to church yourself. And you get your heart cleaned up. And you start walking the way that you should walk. And your children will take notice. And your wife will take notice. And they will want to do what dad's doing. Because there's only one thing that's going to fulfill you in your life. And it's not doing your own thing. It's living for God. It's having Jesus Christ at the center of your world. Hey, I got anointed. I pulled the truck over and put it in park. Took my seatbelt off. Amen. Stood up because how many know you can feel uh, God don't need a, a, a church building to operate. Come on. How many know we're anointed with, regardless of where we're at? I preached the gospel to him. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You know, if we hide the gospel, then it's hid to those that are lost. You know, there are people that are looking for the way out. They're looking for uh, a way to get clean. They're looking for a way to get healed. They're looking for the, a purpose in their life, eternal purpose. They're looking for the Lord. Amen. And we have him. Come on. We have him. We have him. It's our responsibility to preach. Elbow your neighbor and tell him, preach. <laughs> Praise God. It's not all about us. Amen. It's not about what I want to do. It's about what God wants me to do. Amen. Having fulfillment in this life. I, I want you to hear me. Having fulfillment in this life. Is finding your God-given purpose. Finding out the reason why you were made. If you start, if you use something for something it's not purposed for, what happens to it? You damage it, don't you? Yeah. That's called abuse or abnormal use. Abuse. How many of we, we've abused ourselves, using ourselves for something that we're not made for? We're made for God. Somebody say, I'm made for God. Hmm. Here's, here's, the, here's the, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Amen. He was manifest in a human body. It's the will of God for him to manifest his self in each and every one of our lives. Godliness is having God on the inside. Somebody say amen. In Colossians 1.27, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. It's all about having God 
on the inside of us. It's not about having everything that we want. Hey, man, well, here's what we want from God. We, we, want, we want to do what we want to do, go where we want to go, have what we want to have, and we want Him to bless it. Amen. We want to we wanna do everything that we want to do. We want to fulfill our desires, but we want the hand of God upon our lives. Amen. That's not the way it works. The only way it works is a repentant heart comes to God and does it. 180, a turnaround. They come to God and they say, God, I've done it my way. I've tried it my way and it failed. It didn't give me what I thought it would give me. In fact, it left me without anything. It took everything of value in my life. I'm done doing it my way. Now I'm going to do it your way. You empty yourself out of yourself in repentance. You die out into an altar and you say, I'm going to live my life from this day forward according to God's plan for my life. And I want to tell you, if you empty yourself out in repentance, he will fill you with all that he is. Come on. He will fill up the void. He'll, he'll heal the hurt. He'll take that place of residence on the inside. Somebody say amen. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power of God, power may be of God and not of us. Amen. When, when we come to God, we are, we, we are empty. We're broken. We're wounded. Amen. We got, we, we got circumstance that are surrounding our lives that are, that are, that are uh, not advantageous. Uh, they seem to be, everything seems to be going the wrong direction in our lives. We come to God because we can't do it ourselves. Until you realize that it's not about you and that you can't do it yourself. You're going to continue down the same path. Somebody hear me this morning. Amen. It's not about me. It's about him. Amen. And he has a place for me in him. Somebody say amen. In the book of John, he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Amen. A branch cannot bring forth fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. Right? If I abide in you and you in me, the same shall bring forth much fruit. I want you to think about it for a minute. A branch that falls off of a tree, what does it do? Usually it falls off because it's dead. Typically it doesn't fall off if it's got life in it. Amen. It stays connected because it has what's in the tree flowing through it, which gives it life. Understand that. Anything that's dead, you get a big windstorm that blows through. I have trees surrounding my whole house, and uh, I come out the next day, and it's dead branch day. We got a fire pit full of dead branches because everything that dead, when the wind came, it fell off the tree. Amen. How many know that a dead branch is no profit to the tree? 
Anything that's dead is, is an avenue through which infection can get in the tree or disease can get in the tree and kill the tree. And the tree's too important to God. Come on, somebody. How many know the vine, if, if there's no life in you, you will fall off of that which is alive. Amen. But the only way that you can bring forth the, the, the things of God in your life or the blessings of the Lord in your life is if you're connected to the tree. And that which is in the tree is flowing through you. Amen. You have to have a connection to it and it has to have a connection to you. You got to be able to have what it gives and it's got to be able to have what you give. Come on. It's a, there's a reciprocation that takes place. Amen. A relationship with God is not one way. You can't expect God to do everything and you do nothing. Come on. You got to give your part. You got to allow God to be God in your life. You got to empty yourself out and say, you know what? I've had enough of the chaos and the confusion and the darkness and the depression and the oppression. I've had enough of the parting and the stupor. Come on. And walking about with no purpose. I've had enough of doing it my way. I need to do it God's way now. I want the blessing of the Lord upon my life. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say, get connected to God. How do you do that? Through the gospel. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and he preached. He said, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise. What's the promise? The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's for you. Come on. He's telling them the promise is for you, the promise of salvation. But that only comes through the spirit of the living God. Amen. There has to be a moment in your life where God fills you with his spirit. Amen. Where he fills you with his spirit and you become his. Amen. He seals you with his spirit and you become exactly what he wanted you to be. Amen. The moment that you get the spirit of God on the inside of you, you, you you're no longer the same. He said, any man that be in Christ he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Somebody say, it's got to become new. Christ in you. Somebody say, Christ in you. The hope of glory. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Amen. The, the, the Spirit of God, the, the Bible calls it the earnest of His inheritance. It is, it is the fulfillment of your being. Amen. When I got the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. There was a there was immediate change in my life. Amen. When I come out of it, man, I was fulfilled on the inside. There was that part of me that was darkened and in despair and couldn't get any peace and couldn't get any hope. All of a sudden, it was filled with love and fulfillment and purpose. Amen. I wasn't empty on the inside anymore. I was fulfilled by the Spirit of God. 
and it began to flow out in my life. Come on. It began to flow out into my behavior and into my conduct and into my lifestyle, into my family, into my marriage and everything that I was connected to because I had finally found the connection that I'd been looking for. I had already, I'd finally been baptized into Jesus Christ. I had made that connection with the tree and that which was in the vine was flowing in me. I'm going to tell you right now, your life's not going to change until you get Jesus on the inside. It's not going to change until you have an experience with God. You got to have an experience with God. Somebody say, have an experience with the Lord. You got to have an experience with God. It's his desire to touch each and every one of us today. It is. The whole reason that he came is so that he, would, he could give us what we were lacking. Amen. When he said we have this treasure in earthen vessels, he's talking about his spirit. It's the spirit of God on the inside of us. But we still have this body. Somebody say, I still got this body. It's not of us. Somebody say, it's not of me. It's, it's, it's from above. Come on, it's, it's from him. I still have an earthly body, but I can have the spirit of God living on the inside of this earthen vessel. Amen. That the excellency of the power would not be of us, but would be of God. Amen. What's, what's he trying to say? You can't get it on your own. If you keep trying to seek it the way that you know to seek it, you're never going to find it. You have to realize that it's all about him and that he has something that you need. He has the, the very thing that you're lacking in your life. He has the, he has the very thing that will fulfill your life. He has the, he has the very promise that will, that will give you purpose and fulfillment in your world, but it's not going to come from you. It's going to come from him. But in order for you to experience that, you have to empty yourself out of yourself. Come on. You got to empty yourself out on the altar of God and he will meet you there and you will have an experience with the fire of the spirit of the Lord that will change your life forever. Amen. And there will be no, there will be no, uh, uh, uh qualms about it. They will, people will tell you you're changed. You're different. There's something different about you and there's no way you'll be able to say, yeah, yeah. I just, I just felt like I needed a change. I just made some, no, no, no. You'll say it's all about Jesus. Come on. He's on the inside working on the outside. He's healing my wounds. He's setting me free from my captivity. It's all about Jesus. Stand with me all around the building. It's all about Jesus. Somebody say it's all about him. In and of ourselves. We're lost. Somebody say, I was lost. You may know what I'm talking about. Wondering, searching, lost, stumbling around in the darkness, trying to find my way, not knowing which way to turn, 
stumbling over stuff that I don't even realize is there. Come on, because when you walk in darkness, you don't know at what you're stumbling. But how many know Jesus is the light? And when he shines his light upon you, you'll see the things that are giving you the issues. Come on. And you'll give him the right of way to remove those things out of your life. In and of ourselves, we're lost. When I was in the prayer room this morning, the Lord dealt with me very specifically. And he, he said, they're miserable. They're, they're miserable, and they don't know why they're miserable. They, they don't know why they're in so much pain. They don't, they don't know why they're suffering. They're, 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 they're in a mess, but they don't know why they're in a mess. If you're miserable with your life this morning, I'm not trying to be mean. But it's because you've made it all about you. Amen. It's not all about us. And the, real one, the, the moment that you realize that my life is more than just about me is the moment that you can tap into the plan and the purpose of God for your life. Because it doesn't happen without the cross. The preaching of the cross to the world, it's foolishness. But to us who are saved, it's the power of God. Because it's at the cross where death happens. Come on, it's at the cross. You know, the, the cross, I wish I had one hanging up here where I could see. It's got, a, it's got a vertical beam, and it's got a horizontal beam. It's like an X. The horizontal beam facing the heaven represents the eternal. The horizontal beam going sideways represents my earthly life. It's at the cross that there is an intersection. There is a collision with my life on the earth and my eternal purpose. And I can't have it without the cross. Come on, somebody. Jesus died on the cross. He laid down his life for our sins. And the only way that you can experience what God has for you is you got to lay down on that cross. Come on. You got to give up. You got to lay down and die on that cross and say, guess what? My life is no longer my own. I am bought with the price, the price of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to give him what's his. That's where fulfillment happens. That's where that, you're, you're filled up on the inside of what God has for you. It's when you lay down what you have control over. Come on. You lay down your own way, your own desires. There's an intersection. I feel it this morning. A powerful, there's a collision happening right now with people in this building. You didn't realize today that you were going to come and collide with your eternal purpose. But God has sent me here to tell you that he has more for your life than what you've experienced up until this point. You don't have to keep living your life in a 
cycle over and over and over, making the same mistakes, doing the same things. You can have a change today at the cross. It's all about Jesus. He made a way where there was no way. Come on, he gave me a way of escape. When the Lord found me, somebody say, some people say that I found the Lord. No. He found you. Amen. He found you. Come on, there's a great pulling of the Spirit of the Lord right now. Amen. There's purpose in this house. There's a reason that you're here this morning. It's not just because you felt like coming to church. There is an eternal purpose, an eternal draw. God is pulling on your life. He wants to change your circumstance, change your heart. He wants to fill you with His Spirit. He wants to give you His eternal purpose. Fulfill that longing on the inside and make you a vessel of honor unto Him. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Come on, why don't you lift your hands to the Lord right where you're at. If you're struggling, you're miserable, you need Jesus in your life. I don't care where you're at, how long you've been in the church. If you want to pray, come on, run down to this altar and lift your hands unto God and say, Lord, I need a touch from your spirit. I need what that preacher's talking about. I need a touch from your spirit. I need you to fill me. I need you to fulfill my life in the name of Jesus. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. There's some things that's been lost in your life that you thought you would never get back. He is the restorer. He's the healer. Come on, He can heal the heart. He can heal the mind. He can heal your family. He can heal your marriage. He can heal anything that's been broken by sin. What the devil sent for evil, God can turn it around for good. Come on, give him an opportunity this morning. As we sing, why don't you run down to this altar today and just pray to the Lord. Come on, saints, why don't we come and pray? Come on, why don't we reach for the Lord today? Why don't we reach for God? I need you today, Lord. I don't feel like I'm lost, but I, I can't go a day without you. I can't go one moment without you, Lord. You're the center of my life. You're the center of everything that I am and everything I ever hoped to be, God. I'm making you the center. I'm reestablishing you as center, Lord, as the focus of my world. You are God. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be filled with your word. I want to be filled with your purpose. Come on, cry unto the Lord today. Let your heart pray. Let your heart pray. It's all in Jesus. Everything that you need. He's the perfect recipe for your healing. He's the perfect recipe. Everything that you need is in Him. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. 
If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.